something is wrong, and it's time to stand up. You are listening to the John Age Show. Trust no one. Trust no one. Trust no one. You found it. You're here. You're headlong down the runaway train that is the Anomic Age, and I am your host, John Age. Happy to be back with you once again in the not-so-wee hours of the PM. I'll be your tour guide today as we take a somewhat satirical journey down the path of murder, destruction, and the extermination of humans on this planet. A forced march into obsolescence thrust upon us by a global satanic death cult of pedophiles. <laughs> I think that about dots all the I's and crosses all the T's. Thanks so much for being with us, folks. If you've not already done so, please check out anomicage.com. Added all kinds of new stuff, or at least it's new. All that, that coding mess is new on the back end and also cumbersome, but to the average person, it's it's quite subtle. But I'm definitely on um, Instagram. New to Instagram, I think I'm like a week and some change on to Instagram, so if you want to give me a like or a follow, please do so there. I'm doing my best to keep that up to date, and it's a pain, but I'm trying. Um, also, somehow back on Twitter, um, thanks to, to James Perloff sort of suggesting, hey, why don't you... Talk to him and see if you can get it back on. So I, I begrudgingly did so, so I got a little bit more reach now. I'm on Twitter again after about a three-year hiatus of getting kicked off of there. Back onto that. Uh, still on Brighteon, BitChute, Rumble, Odyssey. Hanging on to YouTube, although uh, not right now because they won't let me post, but I'm um, still on there somehow. So I'm on that too. As I always say, please check out anomicase.com for all those links. If you are so inclined and want to help me out at all, paypal.me forward slash anomicage, patreon.com forward slash anomicage as well. I got a new lightning link down there, free iPhone app, free Android app. Subscribe to the newsletter and you can get the um, subscribe by email. They'll shoot you an email every time I put out a show as well, just in case that uh, that pesky iPhone app is not working correctly, which it's, it's hit or miss sometimes. To all that and so much more at anomicage.com too. All right, let's uh, not belabor this point anymore. You don't want to talk about just me. We got a great guest today. We got none other than Mr. David Summerall. David created Stop Hate in 1992 as a result of the L.A. riots to bridge the divide and bring peace and healing through educating people Excuse me, of the division supported by the media and focus on communication and community. StopHate.com. If you're not familiar with it, I will check it out. I'll put it up on the screen for you right now. StopHate.com. The original StopHate.com. None other than Mr. David Sumrall. Thank you so much for being with us, sir. I'm happy to have you on. <laughs> I know. It's definitely been too, too long, and I'm, and I'm not blowing smoke here. I love talking to you because... Your energy is just positive and infectious. And for someone like myself who tends to get a little dark and just get, you know, I dare I say blacked, black pilled. I didn't really know what that was. I was like, that's just my normal persona. And then people told me this was a thing. I was like, okay, cool. I think that eventually people are going to say, wow, man, that's some evil, evil, not just corrupt, 
man, this is just evil what they're doing to people and their families. I don't know how the government's going to recover from this, man. That's what I'm looking at. And it is so evil. I mean, that that's the thing. And I can't even believe it's been two and a half, almost three years with this nightmare. And it's well, that out of sight, out of mind thing, you know? People yeah, are just... It, it, it's been two. I mean, you know, 21, and here we are, 23. So some of these guys literally have been in, in jail for right at two years. Okay. And, and that's the travesty. Even even one of the guys that was there was like, I can't believe it's been three years. I was like, oh, dude, no. Everybody thinks, you know, it was the 2020 election. Mm-hmm. But that was November 2020. January after was the 21st year. So okay, this so is two years. Of, yeah, so two full years. And let me tell you what. If I was to ask you to sit on the concrete floor for the rest of this interview, you'd be uncomfortable. Well, imagine sitting there for two years waiting for people to help you. And this is what I don't understand. We were kind of touching on it a little before. Where's that support? Where's all that talk from all the people? And some people get mad when I say it like this, but you people that are all about supporting all these influencers and, and stuff... Whereas John and I can't get support to spread the truth. We can't get support for these prisoners in jail. People believe whatever they want to believe except for the truth. And, and, you know, we were talking, we'll get into it in a little bit about the book. There's a there's a book out now that will tell you all the truth from their hand. You know, the media has not told the J6 story properly. The politicians certainly haven't. The judges won't. The attorneys can't. So who is? It's up to the prisoners, man. And so we've got their letters from prison and a book so people can experience for themselves. But don't wait to get it for another year or six months. These people need your help now. This book is a fundraiser. All the money goes to them. It's, an, it's a volunteer-driven thing. So all, all the proceeds go to help them in whatever way that looks. That's a board decision. But they need that support. They need their stories out. They need the public to be properly outraged at what's happening to them on a daily basis. I mean, we saw Mickey, Ashley Babbitt's mom, was in D.C. walking, and, and they said, y'all can't be here because you don't have a permit. So they go on a walk, you know, and they're, they're walking around. They got their signs. They're walking. And, and the police have this one sidewalk blocked off, and that's the side that they want to walk on. So they're walking just on the outside of the barrier. And the cop cars are in the middle of the street, and they stop, and they say, you got to cross the street. And they said, well, we want to walk on that sidewalk. They said, no, you have to be over here, and if you don't, I'm going to put you in jail. And she's like, you know what? Yeah, put me in jail. That's fine. Whatever. And they did. They put Mickey in jail on the second anniversary of her daughter's murder by those same police, basically. And that's a horrible thing. I think the public should say, you know what? Now that we have a different control, supposedly, of our house, and and we've got these other leaders in charge— why are they arguing about opening investigations? Why are they arguing about getting to the bottom of these things? They should be opening the gate and letting the people out first. Yeah. First. It's been two years. There's nothing that any of those people could have done that would merit them being in jail for two years. And if those politicians aren't going to say release instantly, set them at home Let's keep investigating because I'm at the point we need to put the government in jail and ask for more discovery. Now, it may take three or four years, but they can sit there and wait. And and I think that would be fair. We need a a prisoner exchange, the government politicians for our J6ers. That would be fair. 
Yeah, I mean, what you just mentioned was so crazy, and I was actually doing a show when that news broke, and, and kudos to you for, I think, helping to to promulgate and break that story of, of oh. Mickey, Ashley, Babbitt's mother getting arrested. And I saw this just pop up, you know, when this was going on live, and I just could not believe it. I, I was That's why I waited till I got off the air to really, like, look at it and vet it, because I think for so many of us, like, our gut instinct is is this can't be legitimate. I mean this this would be like, like everything we've gone through in the past 5 years has been on par with the Saturday night live skit when they were funny in the early 80s or 70s or something but yeah, I mean I saw that on the screen and my brain just couldn't reconcile it. I was like that can't that can't be legitimate, can it? Yeah, I mean because first of all, nobody ever gets in trouble for jaywalking in the first place. <laughs> exactly. I mean it's a little ticky. You're definitely not going to get arrested for Jake. And here's the here's the thing. We all had the instant flashback to BLM and Antifa blocking traffic, hitting people's vehicles, laying in the highway, causing a nuisance, blocking ambulances and all those things. These people were walking down the street. And she even said right before she was arrested, let's all get way over here so we don't block traffic. Yeah. It's in the video, guys. It's horrible. And then she says, I want to go to this sidewalk and moves. And the guy manhandles her like, don't put your hands on somebody like that, man. She's not going for a touchdown or extra point or so. You don't have to tackle her. And, and basically a big dude. I mean, anyway, I want to be sure and get credit to where credit is due. And the guy that put that out, I have got all his information. It's David Valentine. And he is with Freedom Express Media. And we tagged him in the story. We put the full YouTube video when we ran it on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And he did not get proper credit. I'd like for people to look up uh, his his work if you could. It's it's Freedom Express, Express Media. The reason is he's the boots on the ground in D.C. following these people around, following the cases, doing the vigil. And they've been there for months. They've been there for five, almost six months, I think, every night doing these vigils. And he records this stuff and live streams it. We wouldn't have that if it were not for him. He did not get proper credit from anyone, I don't think, that, that spread the story. Like I said, we tagged it, but people don't uh, always understand that. And then Tucker ran it, Marjorie Taylor Greene, all the big names, really. And, and we've had probably six or seven million views in total with all you know the social media and stuff, which is really important. People need to see, and like I said earlier, be properly outraged. Yeah, I mean, I keep waiting for that Howard Beale moment. You know, first we got to get mad, and and looking at those events, nobody can tell me that that was not an intentional, deliberate. I mean, I won't go down the full rabbit hole and say it was some sort of. Well, I will. I think it was some sort of psychological. Let's break their will moment because all the, the. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. All of the security, the police, the alphabet soup agencies, they know who's on the ground, just like they knew the people at January 6th. They know the people that are going to be easy targets and those that aren't. They know where, you know, at that time where Alex Jones was and where you and probably everybody else was. And nobody can tell me they didn't know that was Ashley Babbitt's mom and probably target her and say, okay, let's make an example. Let's. Uh, proverbially rub their nose in it, which is exactly what the bleep that was to me. That was just rubbing salt in a wound, so to speak. That was just psyop. That's but, psychological warfare. That's putting the, the head on a pike. I know, and I'll take it for what it is, man. Points on the board. You know what yeah. I'm saying? What you use for evil, we use for good. It's one of those things, and that's what it goes back to. And 
And yeah, that, that was blatant and obvious. It's not like she hasn't been there every night for five months. She goes to the Capitol during the day. She goes to the vigil at the jail at night. Everybody in town knows Ashley Babbitt's mom is boots on the ground. She was just at the Supreme Court doing a big thing. They left from there walking down the street. They know exactly. I mean, she's holding a poster of Ashley Babbitt that might give it away at times. But, you know, it's amazing to see. And it's amazing to see the trolls, the evil people, like mother, like daughter, that's what she deserved kind of crap. And, you know, it's just really sad to know people are that ignorant. And uh, you you don't want to wish it on them, but you kind of wouldn't be mad if it happened to them so they could figure out what it feels like, you know, kind of deal. And then... Uh, as usual, we'd be there to support them and help them, even though they don't deserve it. But, you know, it doesn't matter when you're wronged. You're just wronged. And, and what they did to her was, you know, what happened to protect and serve lists? And I'm sorry, you know, Mickey, we know you're upset. And, and, and look, we're just but but listen, we have to two more seconds of a little compassion and, and knowing who she was, especially and that she's a grieving mom. They could have done a lot different and they chose not to just like January 6th. So, you know, there, there's an in, intentionality to these actions and, and higher ups have to be telling them, you know, what to do and when and how and where. And, and, and we'll get into that, too, about about January 6th, because a lot of people are going down the wrong trail and they need to kind of get back in line as to what really happened. So so we're not distracted. Yeah, I mean, to me, so many of these events just go down, go go down to doing the right thing. Stop just following orders. You're a human being. You're a, an officer of the law, supposedly, a peace officer. You know when to do the right thing and when not. You know what's wrong and right. You know it's not legitimate to arrest a, a woman walking down the street and to, to strong armor at that. I mean, that's, that's just asinine. Yeah, it wasn't good optics. You know, they were so worried about optics two years ago, January 6th, but I guess they just threw optics out the window this time and said, yeah, grab her, put your hands on her. Rough her up a little. They didn't really rough her up. But, you know, it's just the fact that, you know, physically uh, altercating with, you know, having an altercation with her is not going to look good on TV. You know that we're going to take that and just blast it out. So don't do it. I mean, are they trying to cause the division even further to make the trolls fight, make everybody mad and and, and rip the scab off and, and keep it painful for everyone? Sure seems like it. Yeah. So, you know, if they let her go on about her business. I don't think they would have had the opportunity to talk about it like they are now. Now it's been on every major news station. People are mad at us saying, if you comply with the law, I thought y'all backed the blue, all those things. And I'm like, what if that was George Floyd's mom walking yeah. down the street and somebody just touched her? Didn't they even have to arrest her. Just get in her, block her, you know, do something. And, uh, you know, that's the way it goes, man. Wow. It's scary and sad that we're here, but we are, you know. <laughs> oh, man. We're in the middle of it. We're in the middle of it. And, and that's the thing. You're talking about psychological warfare and the optics. And, you know, that that's where we live, folks. It's programming, and we're all, you know, susceptible to that. We've all drank our certain level or amount of Kool-Aid because we all listen to the same stuff. I call it three M's, you know, music, uh, movies, and media. You know, it's mm-hmm. the three M's. That's where we get all our information. We either get our beliefs or what we think everybody else is doing and all that. And it's a long game, just like comedians kind of, kind of tenderize us to, to think a different way and to think things are funny or not and, and what's acceptable. And now we're reaping the benefit of, of losing our focus on what's truly important. And that's each other and God and our faith and, 
our patriotism even, you know, just through the last 30, 40 years we've seen, you know, you take the prayer out of school, you take the pledge out of school, you take the, you know, national anthem away from it. You can't even sing it at games or all these things that they've tried to, you know, do and burning our flags and saying it's okay. And, you know, that that would never have flown, you know, 40, 50 years ago. You just don't do that. that that's something that the people by and large say, we're not going to, you know, stand for that. And now we're just looking around wondering where all those people are. Are they dead? You know, did they change their, their complete way of thinking? You know, is, is there something major going on? Because the whole crowd of I'm mad too, Eddie, you know, I'm mad and I won't take it anymore, <laughs> yeah. scream out the window stuff. I, I don't see those people. I mean, I, I definitely don't see them in our government. You know, nobody in our government represents me. I can't think of anyone that sounds like me, looks like me, you know, w- would say the things that I would say, <laughs> has my my thought process. So that bothers me. But I, I know a lot of a lot of J6ers that think like me and showed up like me and fought like me and they'd probably fight for this country a lot better than those politicians. I'd love to see a party come out of this. Well, that's not the truth. That's the truth for sure. And I, I was thinking about this while you were talking and I don't know why it resonated with me, but I mean, we specifically saw this after the Vietnam War. We saw a lot of POW flags and patches so that those people would not be forgotten and that they would always be remembered. I mean, not to exclude other prisoners of war from Korean War and, and so forth and so on, but I, I would love to see something along those lines because I think, I mean, we're all kind of guilty. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. Exactly. There, there you go, man. And and listen, the, these flags are popping up all over the place. We didn't make this up. One of the, the I think the War Elves did actually. Um, there's several different versions, di- different flags are popping up, and that, that's what we have to do. And, and you just, the way God works. So this weekend, I went down to That was wild, Conroe. man. We're on the same wavelength. I didn't even know it. <laughs> I went down to Conroe to give a speech this weekend, and driving down there, I was telling my wife, I said, you know, I really want to talk about Vietnam a little bit, you know, and how everybody that came back was called a baby killer, you know, and and, and they just ostracized the whole community of of vets from Vietnam and it was horrible, but that's the media and that's the anti-war or anti or for or pro or con or whatever. And that's the battle that happened. And that's what those guys had to suffer through. And they still have, you know, fallout from that today. There, there's no question. And so as we're driving down there, we passed the Vietnam, Vietnam Memorial and, and all this prisoner of war stuff. And I'm thinking, this is our people. And a lot of people don't even know on January 6, 2021, on the Capitol, there was the American flag, and just under that was the POW flag. And I, I've never known why. I need to research and find out why, and I know that we honor them and all that stuff. But I just think it's really kind of one of those things when you think about we have prisoners of war. And, and I was on a show a while back, and they said we had you know, real prisoners of war right here in America. So let's take it one step further. Yeah. Prisoners have rights. You know, these guys, not so much. They're in isolation against even the Geneva Convention standards and, and their treatment. They haven't had any family touch, no visitation in two years, no video visitation, no in-person visitation, nothing. They couldn't even shave for a year. You know, so when we look at these treatments and it's all due to code, no religious services, mm-hmm. you know, they finally got eggs for breakfast two days ago, first time in two years. I mean, this is what we're looking at. And, and, and until people get that and say, we're not going to do to them like we did the Vietnam vets, those guys, sure, maybe a couple of people did some horrible things. Yeah. And, and same as J6. Maybe some people got way out of control, right? 
but but I'm not here to condemn everybody for going to peacefully protest and say, what, they're all insurrectionists? So I think one of the main things that I've tried to express on a lot of these shows and tell people just in person is the verbiage, the words are so important. And when they say that this is unprecedented, they're always trying to refer to, oh, you tried to overthrow our democracy, which we know it's a constitutional republic, right? But this is their words, and they always say, you were trying to hang Mike Pence, you were trying to overthrow the government, you were trying to do all these things. Intent matters, we know this, and and they have ours wrong. But that's the narrative that the American public buys into just as easy. And I think that's where we have to really get our guard up higher and say, when you say this was unprecedented, it's not because we were trying to overthrow the government, because we weren't. Donald Trump was the head of the government at that point. Why would we want to overthrow Donald Trump? So insurrection's kind of out. We didn't take guns, weapons, knives, bats, all the stuff that we would take if we were coming to kick your butt. So you can know that that's not why we're coming. But when they say it's unprecedented, the truly unprecedented thing is that our government generally doesn't murder innocent protesters when they come to redress their grievances. Mm -hmm. The government doesn't just haphazardly and randomly murder people in the crowd because they showed up to chant USA, USA. So when they say it's unprecedented, agree with them and take that word and explain why it's unprecedented. You're right. You know what? This is unprecedented. This, you, you know, you, you stopped me dead in my tracks. Let me explain. It is unprecedented because we generally don't murder peaceful protesters. You are right. And I promise you we can win that battle, but we've got to start owning these words. Man, there's so much I want to tackle with what we were just talking about, though, because... I was saying I wish we had a flag for the for the POWs of of this January sixth event. I, I'm not going to design one, but we we do one. we do. It's on it's on my uh, go to stophate.com affiliates, and uh, there's a flag on there. I think it's the Warrells. He's a J sixer as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they're still selling it, man. They've had such a hard time. They were trying to use it for somewhat of a fundraiser, and uh, I know I've got one around here somewhere. But but maybe we need to design another one and, and really come out with a good because, you know, this is our colors, man. This is our our constitutional rights that we're you know, taking our due process, our right to redress man right there on the side of the building in D.C. It says the right to petition, the right to redress your grievances and everything. It's written, you know, the chisels in the wall and they can't even pay attention to what the law says and what our rights are that are given by God, not these clowns so it's, it's an amazing experiment we're stuck in the middle of and, and it's so true what you were saying and i want to connect this dot between how the pow's and the soldiers that came back from vietnam were treated and that was mostly due to the media's spin on that so again you had the media spin oh these are just dreadful baby killers in this horrible war and they were doing all these atrocities and you you know, juxtapose that to the January 6th people. These were horrible racists. These were uh, rioters and insurrectionists. And it's all kind of very similar language. And, and just to bolster another point you were saying there, it's the isolation. And I'll put this, this chart on the board here. It's the Bitterman coercion chart. I've covered this so many times, the psychology of this. Dr. Bitterman, who was looking at POWs in the Korean War, 
He was heavy. He was heavy state. He was all kinds of alphabet soup connections and so forth. But he was looking at POWs. I think it was primarily Air Force coming back from the Korean War and how they were just so damaged and how they would turn on the country and even just psychologically be broken. And he came up with the Bitterman coercion chart. I think it was first published in the late late 50s at a conference and then kind of made the rounds in the early 60s. And then it was just in vogue all throughout. And, and it became prominent again because of Guantanamo. It, it got... Uh, they got popularity. Well, that's the right word. They began using those same methods in Guantanamo. And it's the same stuff that you just talked about. It's isolation, um, monopolization of perception, introduce um, debilitation and exhaustion, threats. I mean, all these things that we're probably kind of all familiar with, but it's how you break a prisoner, a political prisoner, <laughs> a, a, right. a combatant on the battlefield. And we're using that. In America, in the capital, for American citizens. Oh man, it's so deep. It, there, there's that, and that's very true. And I wrote that down. I'm going to go look that up and do the comparison because that's good stuff. Yeah. But I, I mean, it's so many things. So yeah. So now the J6ers are all baby killers. You know, even the grandma yeah. that went there to pray and sing Christian songs and and chant USA USA, they're on the same list. And, and that's the thing about the media that you're talking about. The, the the Vietnam War, so whatever you thought about whatever, you know, these are real people with real families, this this abuse. So let's just take that, that isolation thing. You know, you're supposed to 22 hours for no less, no more than a certain amount of time, like a week or something, a couple of days. These guys have been in for over a year in a little box wondering if they're forgotten because the American people hadn't come and get them. You know, hadn't come broke them out, hadn't hadn't paid the lawyers, haven't paid their mm -hmm. ransom, you know, and, and then the evidence, we see that side of it. So the torture is real. But I think what's worse on these guys is their their whole lives, you know, at home. You know, if I'm in a position, I want to put my hands on something and fix it. I want to yeah. I want to move things around. I want to go to work and, and make it happen. These guys have watched their kids get two years older their pets die, their wives struggle with three and four jobs, losing their houses, losing their trucks, losing everything they built for. And you can't get that back. I mean, that's the kind of damage and destruction. So when you think about your family, if something were to happen to you, how many people would be affected? You know, 10, mm -hmm. 15, you know, big family, maybe 20 people are really going to suffer from that. Now multiply that times over 900 people. And you're looking at 18,000 people who are literally suffering and will for generations because of the deplatforming, the debanking. You can't operate in society. You can't work. You're on a blacklist. You're a terrorist. You're all these things. And that's all intentional by the government. And it's sad that now that we have all this new control in the House that, that those guys aren't saying – Send them home now. You know, I gave a speech this weekend, and it's one of the things, and I'm sure I will catch flack, so I hope you have some trolls in your audience. <laughs> Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Let's hope somebody's watching, right? That's the way <laughs> yeah. I always feel about it. But uh, I said, you know, all the police that died on January 6th deserved it. And half the crowd kind of started laughing and clapping, and the other half looked like I just shot their cat. Mm -hmm. and, and I said, now let me explain. I said, because... No police were killed on January 6th. No police died 
on January 6th, but everyone keeps hearing these slick politicians like that one guy, the Obama wannabe the other day. He said that, you know, because of January 6th, the events of January 6th led to the death of six officers or five, six. I don't know what he said, but mm. he didn't say they died that day. He said it led to the death of. So he's making people think they died that day when they didn't even die from it. A couple of guys committed suicide. If you can tie it back together, good luck. You're you're a magician. But I don't know how that works. So there's a lot going on with the benefits package that they're giving out to people. I mean, if they're making it an approved thing for cops to kill themselves for benefits, that's a horrible position. And more of them may sign up for that. But I put those deaths on the government for making it accessible. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that's horrible. <laughs> and like you said, it's all just in framing the narrative. I mean, that's not even manslaughter. I mean, people die several days later of a heart attack. People... I mean that's just hilarious. You can't well, even let's go. can't let's even go. put the the cigarette companies uh, <laughs> as far as causing lung cancer in that in that same bracket. That's insane. Man, that's a great thing too. You remember back in the day, four out of five doctors recommend Lucky Strikes. You exactly. Know? And, and now, if you'd have stood up back then and said, "Hey guys, I don't know if these things are good for you. They might hurt your lungs or something," they'd call you a conspiracy theorist, wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and they're good for you. The doctor just said they're good for you. I, I can see another medical situation that we're going through right now. Kind of looks familiar. It but does. I'm not going to say anything. And that's sad because you'll find out later. And I can't do it. It's not my job. My job is J6, not the health stuff, you know, and, and, and it's sad, man, because more people aren't involved. You know, we put up a lot of calls to action. Stophate.com slash J6 calls to action. There's prayer group letter writing contact your senator congressman there's petitions there's fundraising for the guys there's all kinds of stuff there's the book to buy but it's a matter of people want to get involved and, and they've been programmed so much away from involvement that that's what really scares me we need that three percent i think we've got about a half and and that's just not enough yet and and more eyes more people that are active in this is the only way we're going to make the kind of progress you know that we need to make to get these people free for one but yeah the whole comment about all the police died, deserved it. You know, a, a comment came back to one of the other speakers and they said, man, he can't say stuff like that. You know, why did he say that? And my friend looked at him and said, were you there? And the guy said, what do you mean? He said, well, well were you there? And he said, well, yeah, I was there. What do you mean was I there? He said, did you not hear him? He said, well, yeah, he said that. And he said, no, did you, were you here yesterday when I was telling you about the deaths? And he said, well, yeah. He said, well, then you're not paying attention because no police died that day. That's why he said that for the shock value to get people to understand that no police died that. So let's go over the deaths for people so they can catch up real quick. Ashley yeah. Babbitt, we know, was assassinated by Michael Leroy Bird. Roseanne Boylan, we know, was beaten to death by uh, Metro Police Officer Lila Morris. After she was gassed and trampled, all that stuff, then Lila beat her with the stick. We know that Kevin Greeson fell victim to a hand grenade, one of the concussion grenades, Stopped his heart, witnesses, media, CPR on video, the whole nine. And then just this week, I finally found Benjamin Phillips in the government database, because I have access to all that. Mm -hmm. And I finally found where Benjamin Phillips fell to the concrete. So we're really going to try to break that story open even more. We've always been uh, surrounded with questions around his death. Because they said he was never a part of the event. He was never part of a mob. He wasn't even there. He died out on the sidewalk somewhere. And that's a bold-faced lie. I've got him on video right there. So it's an amazing thing to be able to dig into all that stuff. But then Officer uh, Brian Sicknick. So we got 
Ashley, Roseanne, Brian, and Kevin are the four innocent protesters that were killed by the police there on January 6th. Negligent homicide, whatever you want to call, not failure, failure to render aid, I don't care. It's on their hands, not ours. We're not the paramedics in the crowd. So, um, And then Officer Sicknick, you know, the first witness we have took him to the police at 3 o'clock and said, this guy's having a medical emergency. Our second witness, four and a half hours later, said, I'm a combat medic. That guy's having a stroke. Let me treat him. And they said, mind your own business. And then at 10 or 1030, he finally collapses. The paramedics get to him and say, nobody knew why he had collapsed. So I've got Rod Taylor at three. I've got Chris Alberts at 730. And I've got their own EMTs. And nobody said anything about a head wound. None of them. So the police forced him to suffer and die for seven hours at least forced him trying to pour water in his mouth, watching it run back out. The guy has obviously, my medic said his face is white, his lips are blue, he's having a stroke, let me treat him. They said, we got medics. He said, well, where are they? Well, they're on their way. Well, let me treat him till they get here. They said, mind your own business. Get over there, get, get back. And he died 24 hours later. They crafted this huge story about him getting blunt force trauma to the head with a fire extinguisher. Wait a minute, the three witnesses Listen, when the paramedics get to a guy and he's unconscious on the ground and they say, we don't know why he was unconscious. If he had blood on his head or a bump or a bruise or anything, they're going to say, well, it could have been the fact that there was some blood on his head and maybe somebody knocked him out. But even the cops who were sitting there had not known what happened to him. The worst thing is they tried to give him CPR. He wasn't even in cardiac arrest. His brain had eaten itself enough to where he was barely having a heartbeat, but he wasn't dead yet. So they put him on life support, kept him going for 24 hours where they made this big story up. And that's where Pelosi and all the other players come into play about his death. The coroners, the same coroner that weighed in on the George Floyd trial. Sound mm. familiar? Yeah. He turned the opinion of the other coroner. The other coroner had said, yeah, no, he, uh, the cop didn't kill him. And this, this, this guy from DC is like, how can you say that? Yes, he did. And got that cop thrown in jail. It's crazy. It's, I mean, it, this whole coroner thing just sounds so reminiscent of, of all the Clinton murders who happen to have the same coroner or medical examiner and the same with the, even the JFK assassination yes. where they flew in a special coroner to take care of this operation. And it's like, well, and it's funny because Ashley Babbitt, they could not deny, was shot because it was on TV. You know, I mean, that was pretty much live stream. So they couldn't deny it. So instead, they tried to spin it and say, oh, she's not really dead. You know, that, that's a psyop. That's... And then they said that Roseanne Boylan died of a drug overdose. They said Kevin Greeson and Benjamin Phillips both died of heart disease. That's what they said. So here's the deal. Or the, at first, they said that one of the guys tased himself in his pocket, so to speak, until he had a heart attack, which is a horrible thing. Mm -hmm. I, I don't see that on these videos. But the the, the point is, the media is going to say one thing. It's never the truth. Why is the media? They've never lied. I mean, before, have they? Yeah. About anything? I mean, we can trust them. Of course. Look at the JFK stuff. I mean, the JFK just coming out now. What a perfect time to say the same government's murdering people and lying about it to you, the people. I mean, six years ago, I got a copy of a guy saying that it's okay to lie to 320 million people as long as the House 
and the committees, the oversight committees know what's going on, it's okay to lie to the people. Dude, if that's not what's happening right this minute, I don't know what it is. And, and I know that if we let it keep going unchecked, it's not going to make itself better. So I'm wondering why these politicians and stuff aren't saying send these people home immediately and we'll get to the bottom of this. Let's send them home now. Nothing they've done could be worth two years in prison. Let's send them home and then we'll figure this out from there. I think that's the humane thing to do. But I'm beginning to believe this whole uniparty has gotten so accustomed to working with itself and not the people that they're not really going to care what the people want anymore. And, and we're kind of seeing that now as reflected in this whole McCarthy thing, him getting to be the speaker was not what we wanted and we don't like that. So who's going to fix it? Yeah, David, I swear, man. I mean, this is kind of where I've been at for so long now, especially after the most recent stolen election. I mean, <laughs> when that happened, right. I kept going, you know, that happened in 2018 and you guys sat around and did bleep about it. So what'd you think? Yep. You know, I mean, but I swear, I just feel the same way with all this. I, I keep telling people we got three branches of government. They're all compromised. Six six ways from Sunday, eight days a week. They're not going to change. I mean, anybody that thinks, oh, my gosh, we got a, a Republican Speaker of the House. Now it's all going to. And then, you know, people thought that with Trump and people thought that we had the House and the Senate. and the, We could have all Republicans down to the dog catchers. And I don't foresee a stinking bit of this changing really i don't i i think the american people are going to have to to do what they've done in in china what they've done in brazil and just you know I, i'm not gonna not gonna get deeper than that but i'm gonna say i think the people are gonna have to stand up and peacefully protest just like martin luther king just like gandhi just like every peaceful protest and just that's the only way it's going to stop well, unfortunately, we may have to have another emotional moment in our history for people to realize what's going on, and hopefully they'll learn from it this time. You know, I hate to even think that. And, and you know, take, for instance, when MLK Jr. got shot. That was a very emotional time for this country. I believe we've already had that. People yeah. just aren't aware of it. I think January 6th was that. We had four murders, man. We had a lot of people get their teeth knocked out, head lacerations, eyes jabbed, all kinds of horrible things that should have never happened that they will remember and have scars from for the rest of their lives, physical scars and emotional, very traumatic. I talked to more people with PTSD. We've had six suicides of people that are outside the prison system. If you make it to prison for J6, I guarantee you'll feel the support group because it's there. We're there. Prayers, letters, the whole nine commissary. We help you. We help your family. But if you're one of those other 800 that we don't know about yet, then you have the full weight of the federal government on your neck like George Floyd, right? Yeah. And you don't know that there's support. You don't know there's help because everything's so censored. You're not finding that we built you a support group. You're not finding that we have people that will pray with you and help you with your bills and help you with your family and call your kids for you. I mean, these are the things that we do for people that make a difference. It's the humanity in us. And that's the sad part, man. So many people would rather just have an opinion about what was right or wrong or what they think, then just putting hands on something and saying, I don't care. Let's fix it. I don't care. It can't be that bad. But we've got to get past it. We can't just sit here and keep rubbing dirt on it, thinking it's going to fix itself. And these people in jail, 
man, they're heroes and, and they're not getting their proper dues because they stood for us. Just like you said, a lot of those folks went and saw what had happened in 2018. They showed up in 2020 and said, we're here to redress. No, we're seeing this fraud. We're seeing this. I got a book back on my shelf from 2006 about electronic voter fraud. This mm -hmm. stuff's not new. It's not new. And then you have these politicians on both sides leading the American public down paths of destruction and wasting effort and time. There's not a lot of stuff that you're going to win in the courts against if the courts rigged, the judges rigged, the attorneys are rigged, the whole thing. So why fight the legal battles when they're they're out of almost 100% kill rate in D.C. for us? Yeah. And one guy has walked away, Matthew Martin. He showed publicly accessed video where the cops let him in the door, where he went, walked back out, see ya. Judge said, you didn't do anything wrong. You're free to go. One person. Everyone else is going to jail, guys. Everybody else is getting probation. Everybody else, house arrest, something. And, and most of these people have been sitting at a house for a year on an ankle monitor anyway. So, I mean, it's what about time served for any mm -hmm. of these people? And that's what folks don't understand. When the little ladies at the church say, we're going to go down to the Capitol next Saturday. Let's plan. <laughs> And they all say, okay, you call Susie, you call Mary, and let's put a flyer out, and we're all going to take a bus to the Capitol, and we're going to hold our little signs up to say we hate abortion or whatever. If the people inside that building are scared of you crazy Christians, because y'all have a reputation, y'all are the gun-toting Christians, so we're scared of you. You remember what happened at the Capitol in 2000-whatever? That's going to be the thing. We're scared of you, so now you're a threat to people or property. You're a domestic violent extremist, and Granny and her whole little church group can get thrown in jail, indefinitely detained, pre-trial detention for as long as the government wants to hold them. You don't believe me? Two years now on the J6ers. It's the same thing. They don't like them. They're scared of them, so they're going to put them in jail. These guys haven't been to trial yet. It's not like they're serving out a sentence. They haven't had their day in court. They haven't had a day to say, I'm innocent. That's it. And, and two years later, Jake Lang, here's a great example for everybody. Mm -hmm. Jake Lang's one of the heroes that was pulling people out of the pile at the West Tunnel. He tried to save Roseanne Boylan when the police were murdering her. He did save Philip Anderson, pulled his lifeless body out of the pile, basically resuscitating him. It's, a, it's an amazing story. Jake's sitting in jail. Jake is going to be sitting in jail at least until 2024 when his first trial is. Now, why are they taking Jake Lang's trial and kicking it three years down the road? Because it has to do with one of the murders. See, they want to get all these other cases out that don't have anything to do in proximity to any of the deaths. Because then they would have to address the fact that the government murdered four innocent civilians they want to get their pound of flesh before that comes out so they can say, no, 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 we got so many people that have already pled guilty. Look at all these people. So it doesn't matter. That was an accident. That was justified. That was objectively reasonable. That's BS. And when you people see the videos I've seen, the five different angles of Roseanne Boylan getting beat out of a police body cam, pushing people, shoving people, people screaming for their life. When you hear Roseanne Boylan scream, as they're murdering her, it will change your whole attitude. That's the reality. That's where we are. And 
So I get to watch that stuff all the time, man. It sucks. Two years. Two years. And these people won't help. These people won't step up. These people can't donate $5 a month. You know, if 10,000 people gave five bucks a month, they'd go a long way to help a lot of people. But, man, Starbucks and movies and a burger and I'll throw it out on a candy bar. I'll spend $3 for a candy bar. Golly, man. And, and I can't help these people because I'm just not sure. Maybe they did something wrong. You know, the media said they killed a policeman or did something that led to his death. And I'm leaving it at that because I don't know enough. We can't do that. We have to do our own homework. We have to go to StopHate.com, look at the five death article. It's got witnesses and videos, the whole nine yards. It, it tells the whole story. Me and Taylor and Tamara did the homework on all five murder victims. And I mean witnesses, folks. This is old school record, reporting. It's not that... Uh, opinion stuff it's not an editorial it's like how i feel oh i feel terrible about these five people no this is like talking to people this is i was holding her hand when she died when i lost consciousness or the guy looking across and seeing her face and saying why is there blood coming out of her face god help us man this is this is just so dark, and I'm I'm saddened that you have to come on and get into the weeds here and really talk about the the facts. But I'm so glad that you did sort of go down each of these murders and discuss it for people or deaths. Well, they need you to know, hear deaths. It. I won't say it's murders. It's a for shitty job. Beat me on that one. It's a it's a crappy job, you know. But somebody's got to do it, man. And I promise you, it's no fun for two years. And I tell people this all the time, and I, I'm just trying to callous myself because it hurts. You know, it's real. And, uh, you know, when you go on shows for two years and all you talk about is death and destruction and carnage and torture and murder and cover up and collusion and evil and politics, those two words are the same. God, those two yes. words are the same. And here we are with people committing suicide because they can't get relief. We got. I talk to people every week. I can't do this anymore. Why am I even fighting? And look, if I fight against them, I'm going to lose. If I give up and bend the knee, I'm going to lose. And, and they're, they're right. They're right because the people aren't standing up and saying enough is enough is enough. These people are suffering. I wouldn't wish this on BLM or Antifa, guys. Look, you, you serve your time for your crime and you're done, Right. You got to have court for that to find out if you did something wrong in the first place, right? Let's just start with that. Now I've got plenty of evidence that's going to exonerate all these people for a lot of things. But if they never have that opportunity, the suffering just continues for nothing, for nothing. And that's where we have to step up and, and, and just support these people. It's deep water, brother. It's been two years for them. If I'm suffering this much sitting out here, Tommy Tatum gave a speech this weekend. He was next to Roseanne. That kid is a kid. He's my age. He's, he's emotionally wrecked. I mean, people witnessed people being murdered by the police. A lot of the guys that are in jail right now were by the West Tunnel. They saw that. They witnessed that. That's why they can't be free. Because they'll wreck the whole government's plan of keeping Roseanne's murder under wraps until the appropriate time. And then we've got our own politicians 
throwing everybody down this trail like the Capitol Police did something wrong. Listen for it. You'll be hearing, oh, the Capitol Police really dropped the ball. The Capitol Police, they didn't get that. Listen, the Capitol Police didn't get the intelligence. This was intentional. The Metro Police are the bad guys here. Hmm. Trust me. The Metro Police is Lila Morris that beat Roseanne. The Metro Police is the crazy guys shooting grenades into the crowd killing Kevin Greeson. That's the crazy, the, the beatdown didn't start on the people until the Metro police came down the stairs. The, the chief of police for the Metro said, give them hell in the tunnel. And afterwards gave Lala Morris an award at this, a pat on the back or whatever at the Super Bowl, and said, she gave them hell. They're giving awards to these cops for lying for them because they know the truth. It's like Officer Signick. He died of natural causes. The coroner said he was going to die whether we showed up or not. Mm -hmm. He had a stroke. It was a, an unfortunate event of timing or whatever. And, and that's sad. But we tried to get him help, see? The very protesters that got blamed for his death are the ones that took him to the police line and said, this guy's lost, man. He's vacant. There's nothing there. Help him. And they said, okay, we got him. That was at 3. At 10 o'clock, they still hadn't gotten him help. That screams negligent homicide to me. Somebody should be held accountable for that. Not the protesters that tried to get him treatment and aid. That, that doesn't make sense. And yet the people will never hear these stories. They'll never know the truth. If the government can seal this stuff like they did the JFK stuff, right. why would they want to do that? Why don't they want us to know the truth? Because it's going to put them in a very, very bad position. And, you know, that's another thing I just want to say. I didn't make the word up. I didn't make the rules up. I'm only in my 50s. This place has been here a lot longer than me. So anytime somebody gets in trouble for something that I didn't make up, don't blame me. Don't be mad at me and say, he's cruel and he's evil and he's bad and that's violent talk. No, I didn't make up the word treason and I didn't make up the consequences. So if you get stuck with your foot in the treason jar and something happens to you, yay, don't do anything against my country or bad things happen to you. Not by my rules. These rules are here. So all these people that need the consequences of treason, I hope that they find it. And like Trina said in his prayer the other day, post haste, the American public is depending on that. So whatever it takes to get to that point in truth, uh, I'm not a violent guy. I want peace above anything. I don't want to fight people on the other side just because they don't know me or just because we disagree about stuff. That's no reason to kill each other. I want us all to join together and fight against the government that's making us fight. They're the ones that are shaking the ants up. We're just the ants. And, and you know, that movie we put out, Bloody Hill. Uh, it, it's really, really specific about that. I, I want people to go check that out. Everything's on stophate.com for free. We do all this stuff. I do it. I pay these people to write and edit and do video work and stuff out of my pocket. And, uh, you know, we could use the support too. I mean, I know that nobody's in that game these days. They'd rather have the Starbucks and Applebee's and <laughs> that's cool. But, uh, if y'all do want to support us, honestly, stophate.com slash support. And, uh, just share the information. If you can do anything else, it's just share everything on the site. Just go click on every picture, see what it is, share it out there. I promise somebody's needing to see it. Whew. I, I feel like we didn't talk about the book that, that we were going to, but we did, I think. 
Well, you know, I think just knowing that it's the American Gulag Chronicles Letters from Prison. And you can get it at lettersfromprison.us. You can get it at stophate.com. You get it at j6patriotnews.com. All over. But, I, I, and I don't know if it'll show on the camera. Oh, yeah, it'll but show. It is a great, nice, thick book. It's got pictures from these guys. It's got drawings that they've drawn. You know, that's the only pictures they can get in and out. But, uh. You know, we're, we're their hand to the outside world, and, and they're really dependent on us for that support and for the information. I mean, what's going on in, in, in the world, really, they don't, they don't have any other way to uh, know that they're supported, and they feel extremely forgotten right now. So this book is a great way to raise funds for them and get their stories out to the people that need them so we can grow our army, our nonviolent army, so we can take our country back, man. Amen to that. I want to just close on this one, perhaps, because I think it it's not the most important thing you said, but it might have been one of the top three, is the psychological operation and just the the PTSD that these people are going through. Because when you were talking about yourself, and I was going, man, I feel the same way. <laughs> I feel like, what the heck am I doing most of this for most of the time? And I think we all that, that do anything like this, I mean, I'm not at all putting myself in those uh, same shoes as the people behind bars. But anybody that does any of this like we do, I swear it just gets so taxing, man. Like all I cover is just death and mayhem and just horribleness. <laughs> it's, it's the world we live in, man. And that's all the more motivation for yeah. people to, to change it. And that that's, I think, you know, it's the Paul Revere stuff, bro. And you got that whole spirit, you know, you're just trying to alert people and say, you know, save yourself. It's yes. coming. I see it. I, I'm the guy on the wall that, that that's watching with the binoculars, and I see it. Yeah. And, and it's it's closer than you think. And and I I try to express that to people as well. And you know, the Bible says my people die from lack of knowledge, and that's the sad part. It doesn't say we save them with knowledge. It says they die. Yeah. And, and I'm just trying to get as many people in the lifeboat. It's all kingdom work to me. It really is. It's not political. I don't own a Trump shirt or a Trump hat. I didn't go for Trump. You know, none of that stuff. And all the people that try to do that. I've done Stop Hate since 1992. I didn't even know who Trump was in 1992. You know, it's no, but, but that's the thing. There's so much long game that people need to understand. As we are suffering, we need to suffer together, not alone, because that's where those six suicides come from. You know, they're trying to handle it. They're trying, and they can't. None of us can't. Yeah. That's why we need each other. We're built for that. We're made for that, to support each other, to love and encourage each other, and, and to be there in those greatest times of need. I can't think of a greater time of need for those people especially, but I think if people were awake to that fact, they'd understand that it's on them just as hard and heavy. Because if you think you're still free, go ask a J6er who's sitting in jail for the last two years what freedom is. And you will not celebrate Independence Day the same. That's an absolute fact. And that's, again, what I just love talking to folks like you with because I think we all live in this this emotional stew so oftentimes. Oh, yeah. But then when I, I get to speak to people like you, even if it's once a week for a couple couple minutes here, I just sort of go, oh, you know, <laughs> I'm not well, alone. And I, I think no. that's what we all need to to take uh, solace in. We're not alone in this. There's people like us all over the world, all over this country. Have faith, folks. We're not alone. That's right. We're not. And, and hey, God first, right? Absolutely. I mean, God's with us. And, and then it's our community after that, like-minded individuals. And 
and a bigger, bigger extended family beyond that. But it is all about support. And I think at the end of the day, when we think about wars and we think about conflict, that's when we come together as a people and none of that other stuff matters. That is the moment we're in. And, and it just so happens it's our own government. This is worse than 9-11 in Pearl Harbor by yeah. far because it was done totally inside job by our own government. So when they say things like that, don't let them confuse you. They're usually telling you the truth and you just don't understand it. And uh, I think, you know, as, as a people, as a nation, we've got to get back to the basics. We've got to get back to God. We've got to get back together. United we stand, you know, divided we die. It's in the movie. And uh, that's that's one of those statements that you hate to make. But that is the direction that we're going in if we don't fix this. And, and I can't express that to people anymore. But, brother, Thank it's you. always good to see you, man. Iron sharpens iron. I'm glad to... Uh, Glad to come in here and get some of your energy because, man, it's a long road. It's dark and it's scary and it's lonely. And, and like we say, you know, there's not a whole lot of support for this kind of stuff. People like it. They appreciate it. But that's just about as far. So, man, I hope that you get some more support in this, brother, because it's, it's necessary. I love coming and talking to you every time and uh, look forward to doing it again much sooner this time. Absolutely, man. Likewise. And I know we've touched on this many times, but StopHate.com. You can get the book, the movie there, right, and support you, which I'll echo those same sentiments, folks. If you like our content, if you like his content, I don't care. I mean, all of us are in the same ballgame here. We are all fitting the bill on our own. So, you know, that five bucks for a coffee or that five bucks for a protein bar or a protein shake, you know, that's not much. But if, like you said, if 10 people do it, if 20 people do it, it adds up pretty quick. So that's it. M many hands make light work. You know, that's it. We just need a lot more hands. I don't care if it's a dollar, folks. I really don't. And you think, hey, the processing on that, I don't care. Send me a whole bunch of $1 and see what happens. <laughs> that's I'll, I'll put it to good use. And it's not because I'm going to eat it or drink it. It's to pay these people. It's to do these things. It's to spread this message. I mean, it's like the gospel to us because it is. And I mean, that's what truth is, right? So Indeed. we're here for that. And, and I know like you, we can use all the support we can get. I hope that uh, you have a great year this year and that people really getting those channels back is exciting for me, for you, man. You get that back out <laughs> there and get your footprint bigger again. I'm, I'm ready to help you with that, too. Indeed, man. Well, thank you so much. If you'll stick around for about 30 seconds, I'll wrap things up and, and say goodbye to you off the air here. Sounds good, brother. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you so much. Whew. Well, folks. I feel like it was a whirlwind. It didn't seem like an hour, but it went by just like a snap. If you liked any of this show, anomicage.com is where you're going to be able to find the full video and the audio of this show. We've had David on, I believe, twice in the past. You can see all those episodes as well. Video and audio just for free, just showing up. <laughs> so all that, as well as the information breakdown segments, which I do several times a week, just little 30-minute snippets. Uh, talking about various topics. All that and so much more is at anomicage.com. As I always say, you can't do everything, but you can do something. So please try to get out there and do your part. Till next time, I'll be seeing you sooner than later in the Anomic Age. Thank you for listening to The Anomic Age, a John Age project. For past shows, further info, and to comment, go to anomicage.com. That's A-N-O-M-I-C-A-G-E.com. Till next time, thank you for listening to The Anomic Age.